And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about... The United States or America's first serial killer. Oh. I prefer saying the United States when we're talking broad picture like that. Yeah, yeah. Because the rest of the world kind of refers to North and South America as the Americas. True. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, U.S. first serial killer. Yeah. Well, yeah. and like we said, what, what is this, guys? I said, uh, is this the first, is this episode special, you think, in a series maybe that we're going to be doing? Possibly, because Maybe, this will be of, released sort of. well, in October. So <laughs> our, our scary series is basically what I was getting to. We could have a theme there. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, oh. We're going to be doing, for the month of October, we will release, I believe it's only four episodes. Yeah. Because I think it's four Saturdays. Yeah, I think it's four episodes. So we will have four episodes, and honestly, compared to our other episodes... They're just as creepy as some of the things we've covered in the past. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it's just more fun because it is the month of Halloween. Well, so, I'm just going to say I'm not going to give anything away, but we have some big ideas coming y'all's way. We do have something coming uh, in the not too distant future. And not too distant future. And um, hopefully uh, we can have a special guest that can help us kind of announce it uh, coming later. But I'm I'm very excited. Yes. And just we will be adding stuff to the RTW Facebook as well as, I'm sorry, not Facebook. Uh, we don't have if Facebook. Only, if only. Yes. Uh, there was somebody supposed to make a Facebook, um, but... I, it wasn't y'all, me. I'm, y'all, I'm the wrong one for Facebook. I've told y'all that no, no, since no, All we one. need you to do is make it. Uh, I'm going to need some help. Because every time I've tried to make it, I got cut off. But what I meant to say was RTW's Instagram. We will be adding stuff there and... Honestly, it's getting to the point where I'm probably just going to add my personal Instagram yeah, true. to our accounts. Why not? So we'll just link everything up that way. Well, it, it's so sad. I wish I could say my, my Instagram and Twitter and stuff was, was they're all kind of popping. They're just not really. Oh, my, my, my Instagram's not popping, but as you'd like to put it, but, uh, it's, it's popping. Oh my God. You actually have interaction on yours. I haven't done anything on Instagram in forever. I have some. I have some. I tw- Twitter and Snapchat are the things I can do, but I w- I've been super inactive with those. But yes, and going to ha- go ahead and drop into this real quick before we get into the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Please like and share. I might be getting a TikTok. Ugh. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Please give some feedback. We'd love <laughs> to hear from you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to. And I think uh, it's going to be a good change for what we have, or you know, we're an idea that we have coming and and things in the works. Y'all just, I I think you'll be excited for it. Yeah. So, you ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into it. All right. Okay. So here we go. Our first serial killer. And let me <laughs> let me caveat that with. Uh, United States first known serial. killer. Why can't it be the first and only? Like, why do we have to have multiple? <laughs> I don't know, but we do. But like I said, like I said, my caveat is the first known. Nobody can come up with an original idea anymore. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So they all have to do something that someone else has already done. Can y'all not just knit? Like, can that be your hobby instead? That would be different, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. So starting off, this uh, this guy's name was Herman Webster Mudgett. Alias H. H. Holmes, which he's more better known as H. H. Holmes, and he selected Holmes as a tribute to Sherlock Holmes. Uh, sounded supposedly. familiar. He was born May sixteenth, eighteen sixty one, in Galmanton. Hope I'm saying that correctly, New Hampshire. And he began his life of crime at a fairly early age. So he was born in eighteen sixty one. In eighteen eighty two, while he was enrolled as a medical student at the University of Michigan. Oh, great. <laughs> 
he, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of your key thing, medical student. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. Clue. I've seen a few of those. Yeah, he stole corpses and used them in false insurance claims, uh, taking out insurance policies and then burning or disfiguring the bodies and planting them as if they had died in an accident. Oh, and wow. claiming the insurance money. So there you go. Wow. Well, you know, it's so weird, too. Like, gosh, you would think, like, after death, like, you'd think of... I don't know, like rigor mortis, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, how did he manage all this? No. Okay, this is the 1800s. Oh, okay, true. What years did you that. say again? Uh, let's see. He was enrolled in the university in 1882. He was born in 1861. Why? Mm, medical student around the same time. Uh, what? Did, was this dude ever in the UK or in that, London? I don't know. I think there has been speculation that maybe he could have been involved as like the, the in the Jack the Ripper cases or the yeah. White, Whitechapel murders, actually, because is what those call, were ninety one, I believe. Ninety one, ninety three, maybe, uh, maybe. Just I, a I'll bit. look it up, but I, I think it was ninety one was when the Whitechapel murders took place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and they always theorized that Jack the Ripper had medical training. Yeah, well, also, yeah, because like the way the bodies were butchered or whatever, mm-hmm. like that, you know. Um, it's where I didn't actually know until y'all told me, like just before we started it, that they, they suspected that he was the same one, or like you know that Jack the Ripper might have been the same one in each of the United States and the. Um, what, what, British cases, I suppose? Yes, but I don't know if it's necessarily H.H. Holmes yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. No, what he's like, saying is that the Jack the Ripper murders in England were the same as the Jack the Ripper murders in America. Because they theorized that there were Jack the Ripper murders in America. Yeah, but I'm not sure it's this guy. And, you know, as I get into the podcast, Alleged. you guys are going too fast for me here. I know, and I'm as sorry. As I describe what he does oh. to these murders, you know, when he what he actually does to these people, you're going to see it's a little bit different than what's actually going on mm. in yeah. the UK. But I believe it is around the same time frame. But there are actually like 200 possible suspects in the Jack the Ripper murders. They never figured out who the guy was, and there's a lot. And he may have been one of them, but again... What do you call it? Modus operandi? Yeah, the MO or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not quite the same. Okay, what'd you find, Thomas? Oh, uh, 1888 to 91. Okay, so just a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier, I guess, than what when this guy was doing that was murdering here in the U.S. But I have to say, he uh, did a lot of shady stuff before he actually started murdering people. So who knows when well, he really he started was murdering defiling people? Defiling corpses. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's so that was one stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. So I know, like in like certain things that I listen to, whether that's like Crime Junkie or various other, you know, um, kind of documentaries, they always have like, you know, these serial killers. They'll be like, oh, they, you know, hurt animals or like, you know, stuff like that. It makes me wonder if he probably had a similar history before, you I know? I don't think so. I think he was born actually into somewhat, maybe not affluent, but mm. at least not at poverty level. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he did go to school. He graduated from an academy, and I don't have the name here in my notes, and actually was teaching school for a short time after the age of 16. And wasn't happy with that, and I think enrolled enrolled in another university. wasn't happy with that, and then went to the University of Michigan, where he uh, became a medical student. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think he was fairly smart. I think he was, you know, uh, average family life, nothing unusual. And I didn't see anything about, you know, torturing animals or anything like yeah. that well, in his history. It's always the ones you think are normal that do the craziest things. That's true. It's the quiet ones. That's true. The quiet yeah. ones. I'm safe, I guess. <laughs> well, that that just made me laugh because. Um, Today, after church, uh, my pastor told me that I was too quiet. You are quiet. I, I accidentally snuck up behind her. I was trying to put some stuff away, and she didn't hear me coming up behind her, and she walked in front of me. And so she 
She, she jumped, jumped real quick. She jumped because she's like, oh, you, you need to make some noise. <laughs> well, I'm like that too. I'm like, what do y'all want me to do? Like stamp around? Like I don't yeah. like walk like that. Sorry. Well, I, I don't make much noise because I don't have anything to say. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> if okay. I have something to say, I'll say it. Yeah. All right. Well, continuing on with this. So Holmes married Clara Lovering in 1878. And in 1884, before Holmes graduated from the University of Michigan, uh, she had moved back to New Hampshire. and. Housemates at the university said it was an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. and I don't believe Era uh, Clara ever saw him again. Uh, they did have a child, but one of the comments I saw is she had little t- little was known of him after she went back to New Hampshire. So I'm assuming she took the child with she her. Did. Okay. She did. Okay. okay. And after graduation, he moved around a lot. He was in. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Moore's Forks, New York. When a rumor began that he was seen with a little boy who had uh, disappeared. No investigation uh, took place, and he left town pretty quickly after that. Mm-hmm. So don't know if there was anything there, anything happened, or if it was just coincidence. Yeah, yeah. And while working at a drugstore in Philadelphia, a boy died taking medication that was purchased from the store. And again, he, he denied any involvement, and he left the city pretty quickly after that. Mm. So Get out of town while you can. Yeah, yeah. don't know. Again, a coincidence, not sure, but... And it's interesting to me, of course, you know, this was a long time ago, 1800s. Yeah. The things that aren't asked or questioned, and of course, we can only go by what we see in records or, you know, the research that we have available now. Yeah. So who knows if if there was an investigation, if there were questions were asked or what, and it was like, oh, well, you know, he went back to such and such, or mm-hmm. he was with another friend that day, or, yeah. or whatever. But Well, we've been talking about that. Like, sometimes in those wide-scale police investigations, if there was one in that case, which I doubt it, but, you know, um, a lot of times, like, they'll miss, like, the small things. Sometimes the small things, like, can be like, oh, well, that corroborates their alibi, or, oh, that disproves that, you know, they weren't there. Like, one small person that maybe wasn't interviewed could change the whole investigation or something. So, I mean, you got to think about those things, I guess, when you, when you research... Uh, unsolved crimes or something like that okay uh and before moving to chicago that's when he changed his name to henry howard holmes so that would have been like mid 1800s 1880s while in 1886 while still married to clara holmes married marta belknap Uh, and again i hope i'm saying that correctly marta filed for divorce from clara uh some weeks after marrying her uh, marta but the suit uh, didn't go anywhere and was eventually dismissed. No. So he never really was divorced from Clara. And then in 1894, Holmes married, uh, marries Georgina Yoke while still married to Clara and Marta. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of shady. He not only was a murderer, but he was uh, a lot of other things. Yeah. Too. Okay. Adulterer. Just, okay. Yeah. Well, I think it would actually be polygamist. Adulterer is just somebody who... Cheats or is unfaithful, isn't that correct? Well, I mean, didn't right. he be unfaithful? Yeah, he did, but he was a polygamist. He tried to marry multiple women. Oh, yeah, whatever. he had three wives. Yeah. So it's Disgusting. A, basically, it's adulterer plus. Yeah, yeah. just just yeah. even more, even more bad. Yeah. All right, so while in Chicago, and this is 1886, Holmes again is working at a drugstore. He eventually purchases the drugstore, and this is one of the rumors, and there are a lot of rumors yeah. around this, as speculation as to... Who he killed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. And one of the rumors states that he killed the original store owner and his wife. However, searching records both survived until the 1900s. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, he, he hadn't quite left a trail of, of murder of, of bodies across point. the uh, pharmacy. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now he purchased an empty lot across from the drugstore, and this is where he built a multi-purpose structure that would eventually be referred to as the murder cap castle. Oh, murder God. castle. Uh, the building was completed. Well, you're frowning, Tom. Uh, it's just the murder castle. It just sounds... Well, for those who don't know, Thomas is not the most huge fan of, of true crime. Oh, no. True crime, murder, ghosts... Not not the biggest. Which fan. is so funny because like I feel like he'll watch like those kind of movies and oh, stuff no, no, like that. I don't that, watch true crime movies. Not not at all. Uh, uh-uh, I don't. Uh, the closest I come to true crime is I would occasionally watch, uh, three shows: NCIS, yeah, Bones, and uh, CSI with us a few times. Well, I only did that because I had no other choice. But uh, Castle, I'd watch those three shows. Of my own choice. Me and Rhonda love it. Yeah, but we that's do. It. We do. No, Too much. I, I don't. I don't like it. Like the Ted Bundy stuff. I refuse to watch it. I don't want to give the dude any platform at all. No, I, I kind of like it when they're there from the victim standpoint or yeah. something instead. Uh, I'm more interested in like the the history, the historical stuff. Yeah. Like this this uh, mm. serial killer. This is interesting to me. Yeah, you know, not only what happened, but how it happened. Murder how, castle. Dang. Yeah, I mean yeah. because. There was no way that you could you would know oh three states over this is what's going on which these days yeah everybody everywhere knows what's going on yeah three states over mm-hmm. yeah I mean because I mean now you you have the technology to do it you know yeah exactly yeah. Um, okay so the building was completed in 1892 and this is when he added a third story to it the first floor oh, contained God. several stores and the two upper floors contained his office and rooms for living quarters. And some of these rooms, when they started going through this house or this building, as you will, uh, some of these rooms had uh, were soundproofed, <laughs> and they contained gas lines so homes could asphyxiate his guests. Uh, yeah. There were trap doors, peepholes. Some rooms had a chute that led to the basement. I have seen this. I know exactly. I have remember this? seeing this now. Or like, a, you know, addressed somewhere. I don't know how I saw it. I think it might have been a Twitter thing or something like Uberfax back in the day. Where it was like, oh, well, this is the what the house looked like. The murder oh, castle, God, you know. That is, that is yeah. so messed up. Uh, and he had acid vats and a crematorium in the basement to dispose of bodies. And he used the chutes to deliver bodies to the basement where he would dissect them and sell their organs and bones on the black market. Yeah. Or to medical institutions or even create, cremate and or place the bodies in acid pits. It just depends, I guess, maybe on how backed up he got. I'm not Rhonda, sure. I needed to do this with you. We would have had so much fun researching this. I, uh, I, yeah, you should have. You, I should have You done should have it. sat down and done this together. Uh, she was I'm, like, oh. I'm almost at the point of asking you to just skip ahead to the ending and tell no, me No, we are not. SOB gets the chair. This was the October special, know, sir. You're getting it all. All right, fine. Yeah, well, then I, I won't go don't, into it. No, no, don't, don't jump the gun. Just go ahead. Okay, just okay. Go ahead. Well, I'll just well, move on. But. <laughs> you know, the funny thing was, was that I come over and Rhonda's, you know, we're getting ready to record and Rhonda's like, uh, you know, oh, she's like, oh, I've just enjoyed this weather. It's been so nice just sitting out here with my laptop. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, she's like, well, I'm uh, researching the first <laughs> serial, serial killer. killer. <laughs> it's yep. bats of acid. I've been sitting here for like two and a half hours researching it, and it's been awesome. It was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I just, I, I went to church today. I got myself some ice cream when I came home. That's it. That's hey, what I that's did. good. She, she was drinking her milkshake too. She yeah. yeah. Well, oh, well she was treat. with me when I got the ice cream, but <laughs> I, yeah, Sunday is my, it's supposed to be my chill day. Not not for a day like uh, this, you think? This isn't chill for me. <laughs> well, it's not. I'm not going to go into a lot more detail other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, just just wait. I'm I'm doing something for October too. Oh, so. I'm excited. Okay, should be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. 
Okay, so moving on, one of Holmes's first murder was Julia Smith, who oh. worked for Holmes at his pharmacy jewelry counter. Her husband found out about her affair with Holmes mm-hmm. and left her. And okay, she- I'm sorry, but I do got to interrupt. What is with crazy women and falling for nutcase psychopaths? Okay, well, he didn't have serial killer written on. Well, also, I mean, all these women were in love with Ted Bundy. Well, oh, no, he's the, such a handsome man. Well, no, the thing is, though, like serial killers, they'll typically, like, there's research behind it, and a lot of them are probably sociopaths and can emulate emotions. emotions. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you can emulate a romantic, you know, thing, and yeah. they're very, you know, oh, he's so suave and yeah, so, but, you I know, mean, whatever. But I mean, seriously, whenever, like, when Ted Bundy, when all those docu- docuseries came out about yeah, him, yeah. Every girl on every social media platform was going, oh, he's cute. Oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that Zac Efron is the one playing him in the movie. Well, no, no, no. no. They, would, they would show real pictures yeah, of him. Yeah, and they would yeah. still say he's cute. It's like, girl, go get you some help. Uh, <laughs> get some help. Where's that Michael Jordan? Get some help. That meme with Michael Jordan. Yeah, that that's an understatement. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Julia. Uh, well, Thomas will be happy when October's over. Oh, yeah, he will. Well. Which is funny because I love Halloween. It is my favorite, one of my favorite days of the year. But murders and stuff like that, murders and ghosts, not a fan. You get me like werewolves and vampires, Frankenstein, mummy, even sometimes zombies. But ghosts, mm-mm. It's me funny. me and ghosts and me and demons do not like each other. Well, we don't have ghosts or demons in yeah, this Yeah, there's nothing in there. And as far as I'm concerned, the evil bastard was possessed. <laughs> he might have been. And actually, that's what he said at the end. Well, <gasps> similar to it. He, See, was, you know, bas- he was basically turning into Satan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, let me continue on and we'll get this wrapped up and you'll, you'll feel much better when this is over. Okay. Okay. Julia had custody of the daughter, Pearl, and Julia and Pearl disappeared Christmas Eve of 1891. Sorry, Thomas. He claimed that Julia died during an abortion, mm. but what actually happened to her and the child, unknown. And again, okay, uh, you're looking at me and you're... you're no, no, that, that, that's honestly just my face. I was just listening. That's my RBF face. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, I was honestly just listening. No, but I was going to say, you know, like I said, he supposedly killed a store owner and he and his wife lived into the 1900s. I mean, since we don't know what happened here... And I don't know that anybody, uh, where they would have looked for bodies if they weren't in the house. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe, let's just say Julia and Pearl escaped it. Maybe I like they, that. Maybe they I like went that. back home and you know made up with their husband. Happy can, ever after. We could put a positive spin on this one for Thomas's sake. Yes. No, they wouldn't have gone back to the husband because if she was having an affair, she wouldn't have gone back to him. And he would have reported her as found if it had happened that way. Maybe. Who knows but where he went my, back to? Uh, my happy ending for her is she realized that she was... Blanking with the psychopath and left town with her daughter to avoid the crazy and her possibly abusive husband beating the life out of her for cheating on him. Uh, I mean, possibly. Good. Okay. Possible. Okay. That, that's much better than either of those other two uh, Yeah, the alternatives here. All right. Yeah. Well, obviously, we'll, we may have to rethink our serial killers or anything like never, that. Never. Never. They're, they're going to make me sit through a lot of never. in yep. this series. Okay, continuing on, Emmeline and Edna Van Tassel, I'm sorry, Emmeline Sagrand and Edna Van Tassel also disappeared from the building around 1892. Mm. Now, in 1892, Chicago was hosting the World's Fair. So, Holmes, which I assume he was a very charming person, was luring women into his lodgings as a hotel, and many of them were never seen again once Mm -hmm. they entered the hotel. Mm -hmm. Sad to say. Uh, 
Minnie Williams met Holmes in 1893. He offered her a job as his assistant stenographer, a personal stenographer. She accepted. And he, I don't know how he persuaded these women, I guess, but I assume he was very charming. He persuaded her to transfer a deed to property she was holding in Fort Worth, Texas, to a man named Alexander Bond, which, guess what? That was an alias for Holmes. Oh, wow. So they were living together in an apartment in Chicago when Minnie's sister Annie came to visit, and she and Annie were never seen again or were not seen Annie? alive again after July 5th, 1893. Well, like the, I'm telling you, like you said, the vats of acid, he wasn't going to leave any trace behind. No. Well, honestly, acid, acid really isn't all that strong. I mean, yeah, it will erode and destroy, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. And you can't fit like 200 bodies in a little vat of acid. Well, shoot, I, I don't know. Quit. He was probably, I don't know. Where Where do you get a vat of acid, you know? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Well, he was a pharmacist. He would have had access to all sorts of chemicals. Because <sighs> you, you got to think, you can use acid along with other chemicals to make things. Yeah. Uh, you use a chemical reaction. The acid interacts with something else, causing energy to be exerted, and it will leave behind some mineral or something mm-hmm. to be used in a medicine. Nucleophile, electrophile, all that yeah. chemistry stuff, I don't remember. Yeah. It's been four years since I had a chemistry class, so don't even want to go there. <laughs> okay. Well, well, during this time, not only was he committing murders, but he was also committing insurance fraud, and he had an accomplice, accomplish, I'm sorry, accomplice, Benjamin Pitzel. Mm-hmm. Now, Holmes left Chicago after the World's Fair and concentrated more on the insurance scam, but he was stealing horses uh, in Texas, which he was transporting to another state and selling. Mm. And he was actually arrested on stealing the horses in Texas. While in jail, he came up with a new insurance scam with his cellmate, Marion Marion Hedgepeth. Pith. I th- That's a good Thomas, name. take a look at this and make sure I've got this I know. I, there was Hedgepeth, a I Hedgepeth, I guess, right? Hedgepeth? Hedgepeth. Okay. Yeah, there was a girl, yeah, a case with that name uh, that I looked at recently. Yeah, the scam involved Holmes taking out an insurance policy and then faking his own death. But the insurance company was suspicious when he tried that and wouldn't pay Holmes. So he tried this again with Petzl, his uh, accomplished, ben- Benjamin, uh, faking his death. But Holmes actually killed <laughs> Petzl no! and collected the money. Now, this made Hedgepeth angry because he didn't get any money out of this and apparently he and Holmes had discussed these scams and he felt like he should and actually Holmes was going to give him some money uh, when he was going to enact the first scam but since yeah. he didn't get any money out of that I guess he probably just forgot about Hedgepeth or just dropped it yeah yeah, yeah. so he was angry that he, he didn't get any money and he went to the police and told them about the scam now the Pinkertons now I don't know Will are you familiar with the Pinkertons no I don't there? think I am familiar with okay, them Thomas are you I am to some extent, yes. Okay. Maybe now, I will after they you were like a, a private security or private investigating firm mm-hmm. that came into being, I believe, after the death of Abraham Lincoln. Yes, they were kind of like were, a private protection company. Yeah, they were uh, – it's kind of hard to describe them, Will. They were kind of cops but weren't cops. Private. They were – but they also would do investigations, and sometimes they would even do things like basically bounty hunting. Yeah, and it was it was a very odd organization. Mm-hmm. And some people think that they were basically the FBI before the FBI was. That's cool. Investigate investigative. Yeah. The Pinkertons. I want to say they were the ones chasing Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, right? Yes, and uh, yeah, but yeah, so they did things like that. And if you play, uh, 
if you play games like that that took place in the Midwest, mm-hmm. you're the ba- the people chasing the outlaws were the Pinkertons. The Pinkertons. So like if uh, if anyone's ever played the game uh, Red Dead Redemption, are they in that too? Yes, they were the ones that were hunting uh, in the second game. Yeah, they were the ones that were hunting you. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the Pinkertons. Uh, yeah, they they were basically they were they were basically bounty hunters and investigators and cops who were uh, not I wouldn't say privately funded but they were privately hired I think yeah. they would be hired from like railroad companies or yeah. private individuals that yeah kind of thing. other they were not on the government payroll necessarily mm-hmm. yeah but they tracked Holmes down to Boston and where he was arrested for an outstanding horse swindle warrant. Good God, Those horses what was always this man been... not involved in? I know uh, No it. kidding, no kidding. And when they found him, he was actually about to leave the country. So that made everybody a little suspicious. You know, why is he leaving the country? So they mm-hmm. investigate his what's called Holmes Castle, or what became known as Holmes Castle in Chicago. And that's where they found his torture rooms. And many of the bodies that they found there were dismembered or badly de- decomposed. So there was no way to determine the number of bodies that yeah. were actually there. Well, you don't have DNA back then either. Right, right. I mean, there's, yeah, they just didn't have the means to do it. So the investigation spread from Chicago to Indianapolis and Toronto. In Toronto, people found the bodies of two of the three Petzl kids. Uh, Somehow he had managed to convince Mrs., and I hope, again, I'm saying this correctly, Mrs. Petzl, who was Benjamin's wife, uh, to let him have uh, custody of three of the children, and he was going to take them to Mr. Petzl and Mr. Petzl was hiding out because he was supposed to be involved in the insurance scam. But of course, Holmes had already killed him. Yeah. Mm. And so, so he had three of the kids with him and, uh, he had killed two of them in, where did I say? Toronto. Yeah. yeah. The third was killed in Indianapolis. So they found those three bodies and then he can, yeah, no kidding. And then he confessed to uh, different, different sources say different things to either, 27 or 28 murders and six attempted murders. And in some cases, it's, it's an additional 28 mu- murders. So it would have been those three that they had found plus Benjamin that he had killed. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, the 28 additional. Oh, and his usual method of murder was suffocation, okay. usually with an overdose of chloroform or using the um, using gas fumes. He would take a, a hose or a tube from like a, gla- a gas fixture in a room mm-hmm. And maybe have the victim in a trunk and pipe it into the trunk mm-hmm, to kill them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they would be trapped in an airless vault. And occasionally he used starvation or burning his victims alive. Well, I was thinking to say, like, I feel like that other stuff is kind of a more humane way, kind of, a little Ugh. bit. But, either, like, the airless. Oh, yeah. The airless yeah. one I'm, I couldn't do, for sure. Well, yeah. the airless one, you'd basically the same as being killed with gas. Well, I know, but you'd at least with consciousness. The, I mean, yeah, you'd freak out. but Yeah, that's con- the thing. I was consciousness well before you started suffering well, anything. if I was in a trunk, I would be freaking out too. Oh, yeah. But Yeah. Oh, no kidding. I'm, I'm way too claustrophobic for that. <laughs> We've been talking about that like oh, uh, just see, in other I, podcasts. I can sleep in an MRI machine. Uh, it is so comfy to me. I just don't get that. Well, I go into an MRI machine thinking I'm going to make it out of the MRI machine, so I could do that too, I think. But I'm like, ooh, not the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was hung on May 7th, 1896. So there you go, Thomas. He He's died. gone. He's died. He's yep. He asked, and this is ironic, he asked his coffin be contained in cement and buried 10 feet deep, supposedly, because he was concerned about grave robbers, that they would take his body and use it for a dissection. 
Now, yeah, that's you deserve just, it. Yeah, that's yeah. hypocritical. Yeah, they they yeah. should have just mutilated him regardless. Yeah, that's hypocritical. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, That's shoot. unusual, that's for sure. Yeah, I... Mm-mm. Okay, and so in 2017... I like, peed on before they locked him in there. <laughs> no, you would have. In 2017, his body was actually exhumed because there was rumors that he had escaped the execution. <gasps> but um, what if it was empty? <laughs> no, it was it wasn't empty. And because his coffin had been contained in cement instead of like based in dirt, yeah, oh, yeah. it hadn't decomposed. Right, his body had uh, had had not decomposed normally. His clothes were still mostly preserved, and his mustache was still intact. Oh, wow. and they were able to identify that yes, it was H. H. Holmes. <sighs> Well, well, you know, it makes me wonder too. Like, is that it, like if you exhume a body that's been like not exposed to the air and stuff for like a long time? As soon as it's exposed to air, does something happen? I would think. Well, it depends on how long. I mean, it'd been what a hundred years? Uh, no, I guess longer than that. Was oh, when he was exhumed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd been dead for over a hundred years. He died. He, they, he was killed in eighteen ninety six. And when did they exhume him? Two thousand seventeen. So only four yeah. years ago. So uh, I, I guess stuff would happen, but it wouldn't be like. If you watch Indiana Jones, yeah, you see that yeah. scene where, oh, he's perfectly preserved, and then all of a sudden he turns into just a skeleton. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking That's of. not going to happen. No, it would take a little bit of time, but I can't imagine it would take very long. I know. I kind of hate that they exhumed. Like, shoot, I feel like there's some spirit. I don't know. I believe in the spirits and all that kind of stuff. I don't want that bad juju. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the story of the U.S.'s first serial killer. Oh, why? Like I said, why couldn't it have been the first and only? Yeah, we ain't that lucky, dude. We ain't that lucky there. But all right, guys, that was a, for lack of better words, interesting episode. I know it. <laughs> I love Sorry, listening. Thomas. No, it's okay. Because I, like I said, this whole month is going to be spooky stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm considering, I'm considering two different stories, but we may not do them. I do have another one that I'm definitely going to do, but we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. I liked it. I, Rhonda, I, uh, bravo, bravo. Thank you. And, and we'll, uh, you know, obviously I'll have my sources on the episode when we post it. So feel free to go research. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sure there's documentaries and stuff. I need to research him more. There oh, are. Sure. I did find several out there, de- oh, documentaries on him. Creepy man. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Until next week. Mm-hmm.